Welcome to the Shalhaba Community Church Podcast. We hope you're encouraged by the following message. I just love that when the Lord sets us up. We're starting our series this morning, Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life. And uh, Kim's just talking, talking there about the power of thoughts. And so I think God's going to speak to us this morning. I'm anticipating great breakthrough for people through this series. You know, the Bible says that he who the sun sets free is free indeed. He who the sun sets free is free indeed, right? You get that? Well, why is it that many Christians aren't free? Because there's a lot that aren't. Why is that? Is the word of God not the truth? I believe it's the truth with all of my heart. But I think freedom comes down to understanding the power of our thought life, the power of renewing our minds, amen. And so we're going to go on a little journey over the next three or four weeks with that. And uh, so look forward to, to the journey uh, about discovering the power of building godly habits into our lives, godly thought processes into our lives. Because I believe with all my heart, when Jesus said, who the sun sets free is free, indeed, he meant it. And it's a truth, but we've got to apply it to our lives. Amen. Hallelujah. Said a few uh, months ago, there's only one thing that the Lord can't do for us, and that's transform our minds. We're the only ones that can do that. Transforming our minds through the application of the Word of God through prayer, capturing every negative thought that tries to exalt itself above the knowledge of Christ. Amen. So we're going to jump into this series very, very shortly. Um, Today, I want to say, thank God I'm here today. Amen. We uh, we went fishing yesterday and... um, you know, some, some good habits are good and some good habits can be bad. We, uh, we took, uh, took my son, my boat, we went out offshore, we went fishing and my habit in the mornings is before we put the boat into the boat, ram- uh, boat, boat um, ramp to launch the boat, I go down to the back of the boat and I always do in the right-hand side bung. Always do that bung up. Always make sure that that's done because I never undo the left bung. I only ever do up the right bung and let out the, the right bung, Amen. Good habit, but what I failed to do was to check that the left bung was in place. So we went offshore, we were, we were out there out in the ocean, you know, out in the, in the deep blue, the wind's blowing, and uh, we found this little spot where the boys wanted to jump in, and one of the boys, um, Joe's mate's at the back of the boat, and he said, Shane, why is it the back of the boat so far underwater? And I went, what? And as I looked down, water started splashing around his ankles. <laughs> and all of a sudden panic set in. So what did I do? I did what every good boaty did. I started the motor and tried to get out of there as quickly as I could, amen, but the motor wouldn't start. We were freaking. So I kicked the motor over again, and if anyone knows if you've got a boat full of water, it goes like that. And the only way you can get water out of a boat is to be like that. Amen, you go flat out, you're playing, and the water drains out. So I'm yelling out the top of my head, Jesus, help us. <laughs> Lord, help us. I mean, we're ready to sink the boat. It was just bad. So I had Joe's mate at the front of the boat and he's sitting on the bow trying to get the front down and I've got it flat out, Steve. You can't go any faster. I mean, I'm pushing the thing as hard as I can, nearly breaking it. But we're just sort of listing along like that. I'm yelling out at the front, Leroy, get further to the front, get further to the front of the boat. Josiah's down the back there. He finds this little bucket. He's bailing out madly for 10 minutes. We're bailing, we're bailing, we're bailing. And oh, my Lord, I thought we were gone. It just went through my brain, right? 
my boat at the bottom of the ocean and then being at the boat ramp with Win News there. Serious, Win News. What happened? Your boat sank. Ah, uh, didn't check the bung. Not really the way that you want to be known for as a Bodhi, amen? You really, you really want to make sure that you're known for other things than forgetting to put the bung in. But thank the Lord, we found another bung. We put it in the back of the boat. We bailed out all the water. And uh, funny thing, you know, when you panic, you don't make good decisions, right? So I've got two panels on my boat. I've got the steering wheel. I've got the accelerator. I've got a panel over here for lights and whatnot and a panel over there for everything else. So I'm switching on all the panels on the left thinking that it's the bilge pump. The bilge pump's on the right. Yeah, okay. So it was just great being out on the water yesterday. So thankful to be here today and uh, not having to go through all of that stuff that was in my mind. This morning, I really feel today to talk about the power of our thoughts. And we're going to look at the life of Paul this morning. We're going to look at a, a few scriptures. And there's a series that we're beginning today, uh, a brand new series called this, Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life. And what we're going to do over the next few weeks, we're, we're going to look at the life of the Apostle Paul, the mind of the Apostle Paul. You know, I love about the Apostle Paul. At the end of his life, he mastered, he was able to master his thought life. He was able to be a master of his mind. And I find that very interesting because there are some writings in, in the, uh, the early part of Paul's life where he really struggled with his thought life. And I take great encouragement with that because there are times where I really struggle with my thought life as well. In fact, we see in some of the writings of Paul, Paul wrote things like this, I do the things that I wish that I wouldn't do. Remember that? said, I do the things that I wish that I wouldn't do, and I don't do the things that I wish, wish that I should do. And he said, oh, wretched man, who can save me from this? There were times in Paul's life where he really struggled with his thinking, with his thought life. He really had a battle with his thought life. But as we get to the end of Paul's life, I believe that we see in Scripture that he really mastered the power of thinking according to the Word of God. And that's what we're looking at over this journey. I believe this morning today that there are believers here that you might be bound in some sort of addiction. You might be bound in some sort of uh, negative mindset that's holding you back from the promises of God. I believe that through this series, God is going to bring freedom to your life. Amen. Because when we look at the life of Paul, we see that Paul mastered his mind. He mastered the way that he, he thought. Because even in some of the darkest experiences in his life, we see him in the book of Philippians when he's in a prison. We see Paul sitting there and writing some of the most encouraging words that you'll read in the whole of the Bible. Amen. Rejoice, I say, rejoice in the Lord always. Here he is sitting in a prison. How do you do that? Unless you understand the power of mastering your thoughts, changing your life by changing your thinking. Amen. So that's what we want to look at over the next few weeks. And we want to start, if you want to open up your Bibles this morning to 2 Corinthians chapter 10, there's a few verses of Scripture there that we're going to focus on. We'll break it down a little bit, but I am convinced Convinced today with all of my heart, all of my soul, all of my strength as we share today that God's about to bring freedom to people and people said, Amen. Amen. So it says this in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, it says, For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. Everyone say strongholds. 
strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. And we will be ready to punish every act of disobedience once your obedience is complete. He says this, Paul. He says, though we live in the world, we do not wage war. We do not wage war as the world does. The weapons that we have that we fight with, for those that are followers of Christ, they are weapons that are not weapons of the world. On, con- on the contrary, our weapons have power, amen. Who? Oh, they have power. The Greek word here, translated power, comes from the word dunamis. And we translate that word in the English as the word dynamite, amen. The weapons that we have, have power. They are like dynamite. They are dunamis. They are powerful, amen. They are explosive, miraculous power, the miraculous power of God. The weapons that we fight with have heavenly divine power to do what? Listen, to do what? What are the weapons that we have to fight with? Do what? Demolish strongholds. So the weapons that we have, the, the dunamis, the dynamite, the power of God within us, uh, not, the, not the weapons of the world, but the weapons of heaven have the power to destroy strongholds, amen. I would say this morning that there would be many of us here struggling with strongholds. But what is a stronghold? A stronghold is not a word that we use in our everyday language today, but the word stronghold comes from the Greek word akrumra. And what it means, it means this, it means a fortified prison. You're in this fortified prison. You're a prisoner locked in by deception. Listen to this thought this morning. You believe lives that you've been put in this prison. And what does our enemy do? Our enemy tries to shape our thinking one lie at a time so that we're in this prison believing something that is not true. There are people here this morning that are struggling with a stronghold. You're believing a lie from the enemy about yourself that is not true. But the truth is now that you've received that lie, you are believing that lie and now you are locked in like a prisoner. You are in a fortified place. You are in a stronghold in your mind in that area of your life. But listen again, Jesus said who the sun sets free is free indeed, amen. Paul said we have divine power to destroy the strongholds. Hallelujah. To destroy the strongholds. There may well be many people here today that are struggling with an akrumra, a stronghold. Whatever it is, the enemy lies to us and lies to us and lies to us. And this is what Paul said. He said this, we demolish, we crush, we vanquish, we destroy, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. Amen. Anything that is not from God, we're meant to crush. We're meant to demolish. We're meant to obliterate any mind, any, excuse me, any thought, any thinking that is contrary to the truth of God about our lives. We are meant to destroy in Jesus' name. But what we can do is we allow ourselves to believe the lie of the enemy. You know, Jesus called Satan a liar. He said he's the father of lies. And many people today are believing the lies of the father of lies. We've allowed those thoughts about ourselves, the thoughts about our situation, the thoughts about our future to become truth 
to us, that we will never move forward. We will never break free. We will never be free of this addiction. We now are believing the lie and it's become a fortified prison around our thinking, a stronghold. Paul says, no, we have the power of God within to destroy those lies, to vanquish those lies, to obliterate the lies from the enemy. Hallelujah. As I said before, whatever it is the enemy lies to you, this is what Paul said, as I said, he, he said that we have the power to destroy those things that are above the knowledge of God. Anything that is not from God, God has empowered us, given us the power to destroy those lies. Now, over the next few weeks, we're gonna learn what it means to recognise the thoughts that are not from God. We're gonna capture that thought and we're gonna learn what it means to bring that thought to the obedience of Christ, amen. I don't care how young you are, how old you are, we all at some time struggle with our thought life. And I take great encouragement that even the great apostle Paul had seasons where he struggled with his thinking, amen. You and I are in that same boat as well. And the thought this morning is this, this is a, a kicker. If you don't get anything else this morning, get this today right now. It's, it's this, why does this matter? Listen to this, why does it matter that we understand the power of our thought lives, that we understand the power of bringing every thought to the obedience of Christ, that we understand the importance of subjecting those thoughts to the Word of God? Why does it matter? Well, the life that you and I have is a reflection of the thoughts that we think. The life that we have is a reflection of the thoughts that we think. Your life is always, and my life is always moving towards the direction of our strongest thoughts. Our lives are always moving towards the direction of our strongest thoughts. Well, hang on a minute, Shane, I'm a Christian, I'm born again, I believe in Jesus as my Lord. Yes, you, you may do that, but like I said before, the only thing that God can't do for you is renew your mind. Only you can do that. Well, Shane, how come times I'm, I struggle with my thought and I get drawn away from the plan, the purpose of God that God has for my life because you haven't renewed your mind in that area yet? Amen? Look around this morning, all your beautiful faces. But I'm sure that deep down there are people here that are struggling with a stronghold. You're going right now, that's not me. No way. Look at me. I've just got a big smile on my arm. No way. I guarantee that there would be a lot of people that struggle with a stronghold. You know what the Word of God says, but your experience and your mindset is different to that. God wants you to destroy the stronghold in order to start to live out the truth that He has for you. Yeah. Amen? Strongholds. You might think, oh, well, I've only got a couple. If people here, you're just, just so good looking, but you think you're ugly. People here, you know, super intelligent, but you think you're stupid. People here that have addictions and you think I'm never going to be free of that. This is my life and how I'll always live. The people here that look at yourself and you really struggle with your self-image, that's just me. No, they're lies. 
They're strongholds. They're the things that Paul says we need to apply the dunamis of God and destroy because he who the Son sets free is free indeed, amen. God wants you to be free in mind, body and spirit. Hallelujah. Mind, soul and spirit. And so again, the thought is this. The life that we're living now is a reflection of the thoughts that we think. Our lives are always moving towards our strongest thoughts. In fact, I love Proverbs chapter 23, verse seven. It says this, For as a person thinks in their mind, their heart, so it will be. As you think, so you become. If you think you can't, you probably won't. Amen. If you think you can't, you probably won't. But if you believe through Christ, you can. If you believe that you're a victim always suffering at the hand of outside circumstances, you will be a victim. If you believe that you can overcome through the power of Christ, you can overcome. But it comes down to what you're thinking in here. I'm not talking about Tony Robbins and, you know, the power of positivity. Yay, go Tony. Oprah. All, the, 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 all that stuff, I'm talking about the Word of God, putting it in here and dispelling anything else that is outside the truth of His Word. That is freedom. That is breakthrough, but that is a challenge. Amen? So that's the journey we're on over the next few weeks, and you're probably thinking we're going to say amen, we're finished yet. No, we're not quite finished yet. We're getting there. Amen? So Proverbs 23, but for as a person thinks in their heart, so they shall be. If you're always looking at the problem and dwelling on the problems, your problems will always overwhelm you. If instead you're looking for solutions, looking for, for, for the work of God in your life, you'll find solutions in God working for you. So the thought is this, what do we know about our thoughts? Listen to this thought here. For almost all of us in every situation, most of our life's battles are won or lost in the mind. Our battles in life are either won or lost in the mind. Be truthful this morning to yourself. So this morning as we build a bit of a, a foundation for this message, we're gonna encourage you to start to think about even the last few days, what is it that you've been thinking about? In fact, I'd call it doing a, a thought audit what has been the predominant thought running through your mind over the last few days? What's been running through that grey matter? Because listen, your life will be a reflection of the way you think. Whatever your predominant thought is in life, you will be drawn to that. Hello? Whatever it is in life, whatever your predominant thought is, your life will naturally gravitate towards that thought. And if it's thoughts outside of the will of God, that's where you'll be drawn in life because your thinking will actually lead you down that pathway to something or somewhere that is outside the will of God for your life. I mean, that's why we need to renew our minds so that we are led according to the ways of God. So we're gonna do a, encourage you to do a little thought audit over the last few weeks and just give you a few different extremes about people's thinking and how we can think. Some people have a worried thought uh, life versus a peaceful thought life. Some people are here this morning and you're just a worry wart. You just worried, worry all the time. You know, you're worried about yourself, you're worried about your children, you're worried about your finances. 
anything that you can worry about, you just worry about, amen. God doesn't have, want us to have a worried life. He wants us to have a peaceful life, amen. In fact, worry is just such a, such a, 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 a discouraging and such a, such a weary thing to do. Worry is, is probably defined as someone sitting in a rocking chair going backwards and forth. Worry gives you something to do, but it never takes you anywhere. Backwards and forwards, backwards and forwards, backwards and forwards. Worry, worry, worry. No, God wants us to have a peaceful mind, not a worried life. But you might be here this morning, and you really struggle with worry. God wants you to understand today that He wants you to break out of that stronghold. Well, there could be people here with a positive mindset versus a negative mindset. People with a negative mindset, they're always looking for negative things. Isn't that funny? When you have a negative mindset, all you see are negative things. Isn't that bizarre? Why? Because your mind and your, excuse me, your life will attract those things that you think about. So if you're negative in your thought life, you'll come into this place this morning and all you'll have are negative thoughts. You'll see, this is negative and why did she wear that? And how come he's looking like that? And he's too small and she's too small and etc. And the list goes on. We're so negative in our thoughts, but God wants us to have a positive mindset, an uplifting mindset. Amen. But people here today, you have a worry mindset, you might have a negative mindset, or there could be other folk here. The difference between having a worldly mindset and eternal mindset. People potentially here could be more worldly minding, thinking about the things of the world. What benefits me? What do I get? What do I have? What do I want? Or there could be more people that are more eternally minded, thinking about the benefits of the kingdom of God. How can it be a blessing to other people? So this morning, really encourage you to think about what you've been thinking about because your life is moving in the direction of the strongest thought within you. As a person thinks, so shall they be. My God, that is who you are. Rainmaker. Trying to think of that. Da-da-da-da-da. Don't laugh at me. I'm trying to be serious. Amen. What comes into our minds comes out of our lives. Listen to this thought this morning. No matter what you do, no matter what you have, no matter what you know, no matter what you buy, no matter where you live, no matter where you travel, you cannot have a positive life when you have a negative mind. Your mind and your thoughts matter. The marriage that we have is a result of our thoughts that we think. Our financial standing is often a result of our mindset, the way that we view finances. The joy or lack of joy that we have is based on the way that we think in life, what we're focused on, what we believe, amen. This is ground zero. This is the foundation of what we're talking about this morning, the power and understanding the power of the way that we think. To this morning, just a, a little bit of homework as we start to wind up this morning. Two little thoughts today for you to take away. He who the sun sets free is free indeed. That freedom comes as we renew our minds, as we take a hold of those disobedient, those negative thought processes, those lies that the enemy tries to get us to believe. One lie, we believe it, and then it becomes a stronghold within us. 
We continually think that way, perpetually think that way about that area of our lives. We become fortified, imprisoned in that thought life. God doesn't want us to live that way. He wants us to live in freedom, amen. So first thought is this, number one, identify the number one stronghold that's holding your back. What is your stronghold? What is a stronghold? It's a prisoner locked in by deception. It's a lie, it's deception of the enemy. Thought is this this morning, what is your enemy using to keep you from living the life God wants you to live? Maybe your self-talk. Does anyone know what self-talk is? It's a talk that you talk to yourself when you're by yourself. And some self-talk can be good, but much self-talk can be bad because much self-talk is contrary to the Word of God and what God says about us. I'm never gonna be good enough. My past is too bad. After all that I've done, God could never use me. I can't trust anybody. I can't get close to anybody. These can be potentially all the strongholds that we've allowed the enemy to sow in us. So what is the number one lie that is holding you back? I wanna encourage you today over the course of this week, name it, call it out for what it is. Oh, well, Shane, it's just the way I've been brought up. No, that's a lie as well. You're a child of God. You're a daughter, you're a son of the Most High God. God doesn't really care about what might've happened in your past, He does but He doesn't allow that to determine who He wants you to become in the future, amen. Call it out, I dare you. I dare you in Jesus' Name to have the courage to look yourself in the mirror and call out that stronghold. So number one, identify what it is, call it out for what it is. Name the stronghold that's holding you back from experiencing the freedom that Jesus has won for you. He said, whom the Son sets free shall be free indeed. So name it, number one. So important that we put a name to it. You can't defeat it unless you define it. Give it a name. It's a lie from the enemy that's kept me in prison. Name it, we're gonna attack it, identify the stronghold. The second thing that I encourage you to do is to name the truth that demolishes the stronghold. Identify it. Always lived in rejection. Always lived with this sense that I'm not good enough. People always speak negatively about me, behind my back, or so I thought. My teachers hated me, don't know why. I was a little rat. I was, I was terrible. (laughs) Shocker. (laughs) But I have this mindset that I'm, I'm, I'm not good enough. What's the stronghold? Rejection. You're imprisoned in that rejection. You have a fortified mindset around your life, around that area. Wherever I go, I take that thought of rejection with me. Oh, 
James is not looking me in the eye. I'm feeling rejected. Oh, Steve just winked at me. Oh, you did too. No, you didn't. <laughs> but I'm feeling rejected. All around me, I'm locked in to this thought that I'm rejected. That's the lie. That's the kumra. That's the fortified prison. That's the stronghold right there. It could be a, a number of different names. It could be 20 different names in this room this morning. 20 different things that we could call out that stronghold as. Rejection. But what does the Word of God say? Truth. If God is for me, who can be against me? In fact, the Bible says that I am accepted in the beloved. Truth. Lie, stronghold, rejected. That's been my experience. I experienced it once. It was painful. I allowed that lie to come in and enter my heart. I started thinking that way and thinking that way and thinking that way. And now I just live in that mindset of rejection. Wherever I go, I'm in that prison. Doesn't matter who I meet, whether they smile at me or don't smile at me, whether they give me a high five as I come into church, I'm always dealing with that stronghold rejection. Lie. Truth. God is for me. Who can be against me? Truth. I'm accepted, dearly accepted in the beloved, amen. Truth, truth, truth. I am not rejected, I am accepted. I am not despised, I am loved. I need to live in this area here because this area here is truth and freedom, not the prison. And there could be 20 different names in this building this morning. God wants to set you free. Father in heaven's up there pulling his hair out over people. Ah. I won't make any statements, but maybe he is. Come on, church, you're hearing it this morning? What, what is it? Name it. Apply truth to it. Destroy the lie. The lie that the enemy tries to bring. Some of us are locked in a prison and the only lock on the door is a lie. Rainmaker. What is it? <laughs> Daniel, seriously. Well, I'm allowed to change the song if I like. <laughs> Where's my water gone up over here? All right. Just have a laugh amongst yourselves. Amen. Here hear the truth of God this morning he doesn't want us to be in prison Paul said it again as I start to conclude this morning we'll conclude in two minutes time he says again he said for though we live in the world we do not wage war as the world does the weapons that we fight with are not the weapons of the world on the contrary they have divine power to demolish strongholds we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. Lies. 
And we take every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Every thought that comes my way, I get that, that, that word, whatever it might be, that, that thought that comes to my mind, I take that thought, I bring it to the Word of God and I say, does that line up with what you say about me, Father? No, lie. I destroy it. I refuse it because it's not what God says about me. We haven't time this morning, but we look at that last part there in verses five. It says, we demolish arguments and pretensions to set itself up against the knowledge of God and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Little thing for you to look at as you go home. That word captive there comes from the Greek word that literally means to arrest or to seize with a sword or a spear. Right, listen. The word captive, to take every word captive, again, is to arrest or to seize with a sword of spear. Paul wrote Ephesians chapter 6, talked about the armour of God, right? All of them except one, a defensive armoury. The last one is the sword of the Spirit. What is the sword? The sword is the Word of God. Paul says we take captive everything with the sword of the Spirit. We bring the Word of God to that lie. <laughs> we bring the Word of that God, we bring the Word of God to that lie as it is the sword. Amen. Let's not live under the lie of the enemy. Let's not live under the strongholds that he tries to bring around us. Who the sun sets free is free indeed. If I could have the, the worship team back up, that would be great this morning. Think of that, have a look at it. Every one of those pieces of armoury are defensive except for the last one, the sword, which is offensive. Our lives are always moving in the direction of our strongest thoughts. What comes into our minds comes out of our lives. We capture the wrong thoughts, we capture them. And what is the number one thought that's holding me hostage? And then we declare, I have power to do what He wants me to do. I have His truth dwelling within me. I have His Spirit comforting, guiding, correcting, convicting, empowering me. I have everything I need to do, everything that God wants me to do. I can in Jesus' Name. As I identify what the stronghold is and I apply the truth of God to what God's Word says about that lie. This has got to be the biggest battle, the biggest area that we struggle with in our, our whole world. It has to be. Jesus said He's the father of lies. Nothing comes out of Satan's life except lies. He can't speak the truth. Even if he tried, he can't. He's a liar. And what does he do? He wants to lie to you and I. The only power that the enemy has over our lives is the power of suggestion. Did God say that about me? Did God say that about my future? Has God said that about my current circumstances? That's the only power that He has, but He has much power if we believe the lie and we allow it to become truth. No, let's not allow the lie to become truth. Let the truth become truth in Jesus' Name. Let all the saints sing amen. Let all the saints rejoice in the truth of the Word of God. We don't have to live under the lie of the enemy. 
we can live under the truth of the Word of God and what our Heavenly Father says about us. Amen. So I encourage you this week. Pray about, think about what is that area, that stronghold. Name it for what it is. Call it out. Call it out. Speak it out. Declare it. And then apply the truth to it. And watch what our Father in heaven will do as we start to apply the dunamis power, the matchless power of God's Word towards those lies, those, those deceptive thoughts that the enemy's allowed to sow into us. Amen? Then we'll see the freedom. He said, He whom the Son sets free shall be free indeed. Hallelujah. Amen?